looking out for number one, California, here we come, right back where we started from. Hustle, scrape your guns, your shadow is a ton, driving down the 101, California, here we come, right back where we started from. California. Welcome to the O City, bitch, the show where we take an in-depth episode by episode look at the seminal an underrated primetime soap opera of the early aughts, The O.C. I am your host, and I'm so glad to be here. It is truly an honor. Mike Gravani, and with me as always, is you know him, you love him, you call him the Andy Richter of this show, Ryan. I don't know if I want to do this, dude. Like, I've been talking a long time for uh, about like doing the second season of The O.C. Yeah. I've been talking a lot about the mall episode. And I've been talking a lot about uh, Rainy Day Women, where uh-huh. uh, Seth hangs upside down in a Spider-Man mask. And these are all great episodes, but... Did you skip over this one on purpose? This is the most important episode of TV in TV history. This is the most important episode uh, in podcast. Like, I'm so nervous. Like, what if we do this episode a disservice? I don't think we could. Do you know how important this episode is to my life? No. To TV history? No. Tell me more. Do you know there's people in the world who have not seen this episode? I did not know that. I thought, you're born, a day later you have to watch this episode. I love, uh, I love the intros of the OCD, Mike, because we just talk about whatever we want to, but like, I'm, I'm like about to throw up. Yeah, you're jumping right in. This, but is, this is the Chrismica that almost... The Chrismic Wasn't? That almost wasn't. I like... This is such a big 60 minutes of my life. It... Can you go back and remember what it was like watching it for the first time? I think that I can. And this is why we... Paint remember, a picture with your words. Do you remember the last episode of the OCD where we uh, shook hands mm-hmm. on air? And we I, said if we if it got dusty in the room, we were going to be real and yes. talk about it on the show? I think that, like... I think that for the first time in, like, 15 years, I cried... Like, this was the first time I cried in 15 years before watching this episode. This is such a big moment in my life. When you watched it this time or when you first watched it? Oh. Oh. This borders 15 years of just a drought of Ryan tears. What else am I going to cry about? I don't know. We got, uh, we got parent problems. We got Christmas. We got baseball. At some point, Kevin Costner comes out of uh, like a cornfield and plays catch with Lindsay. Woo! It's, there's a lot going on here. Everybody builds it. Everybody comes. We'll save all that for later. What do you want to talk about right now? Why don't you pick some random stupid gibberish? How can I at this point, Ryan? How can I at this point? Do you want to do a restart? All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Restart. All right, here we go. Hey, Mike. Welcome to the OCD. Um, is there like an animal in the world that you uh, like more than any other animal? Yes. What is that? Anglerfish. Anglerfish. They have creepy demon mouths, and their their heads are light bulb fishing lures. Are they one of those deep sea fishes yeah. that we never talk about? Yeah. We just, as a as a society, just ignore the deep sea. Nope. It's Shark Week are cool, because sharks are, like, scary in a fun way. And, like, it, so I want to be compared to a shark. Anglerfish are the devil itself incarnate. I actually think that Shark Week is sort of ruined sharks, because Shark Week proves that there's, like, six scary sharks mm-hmm. ever. And not kinds. Individuals. No, no. Six Kevin individual sharks. Trent. Lionel, McGillicuddy. Most of the <laughs> most of the sharks you could really just like step up and just punch in the face, yeah. and they will go the fuck, fuck away. You sand shark. Most sharks come up to you like, "What? Where's your lunch money?" And then you can take their lunch money. Yeah. Oh, I love a good bully reversal, especially hammerheads. Is that hammerhead. seriously supposed to be scary? You just stand right in front of them; they can't see you. I like. I have very 
widely spread fingers. I can't poke people in the eyes very well. But hammerheads, I just, just go, like, bloop. I reach as far and as I can. I don't know if it's apt or ironic, but if you take a hammer to the head, they go down immediately. <laughs> they fucking, that is their kryptonite, my friend. It's like if his name was Kryptonite Man. But yeah, I mean, hammer to the head shark, that would be scary. Yeah. Hammer head shark, that's not scary. What, moron? Yeah. <laughs> what are you <laughs> saying? That doesn't make you cool. I have a, I have a weapon for a head. But anglerfish, they are disturbing. And when they mate, the female just slowly... Her body overtakes the male's body, and then she's covered in nads. Okay, so now now I have some questions. Are you nervous about deep-sea animals? Yes. Or are you nervous about mates overtaking your body? Yes. What, some sort of metaphor? And by mates, I don't mean who are you going to be paired with. I mean Australian people that yes. are your friends. Oh, I, I'm never going to be friends with any of them. Not a one. Not a single one. Isn't that the epitome of racism? They say, good day, mate. I run the fuck away. I know you want my nads on your body. To say say straight up to a a type of person, I will never be friends with you. Isn't that racism? No, because there's all sorts of races on Australia. So if they look like you, if they're white, Uh then you can just say, oh, I write that whole, uh, they're all done with me. And they're not all white. Some of them are other races. From white to aborigines, and I say no to all of them. Good day, mate, to you. From A, Aborigine, to Z, Zealand, comma, new. Don't call them that because it's a different <laughs> island. Mike, you are just done with all of them. Good day to all of you. I know you want my gonads on your skin. All right, so let me ask you this. Would you rather hang out with a bunch of Australians, <sighs> and I mean like New Zealanders too, and all sorts of colors, or I'm just going to throw you in the deep part of the ocean, and there's lots of fishies that have weird faces and lights on their heads. Nope, I guess Australians and New Zealanders. I can't. And now no fishies with lights. And do you think lights. that's a compliment no to Australians? With no fishies with lights. Can't do it. All right. How I about- don't even trust fireflies. It's too close. It is close. Yeah, they look close. But by luminescence, devil magic. But like fireflies, at least are on the real planet. Yeah. Whereas anglerfish are on like the weird upside down yeah. planet. Like, anglerfish what are you didn't doing even show there? up on planet Earth. They had to go in the fucking sequel because it's a different planet. But is that just because they have a better agent? And they were like, no. We get our own show. It's a hardcore agent, for yeah. sure. And the, the scariest part of Aquaman, the trench were just based on anglerfish. They're like, what if those were half people? Just to get real, real quick, because oh, we're about... Thank you, please. <laughs> we're going to start talking about the OC, and then everything's going to be not get real. dusty in the room? Is there a country where uh, you're just like, no, I'm not going to hang out with those people? Do you have that one country? And I can't include the Marionette Trench? No, yeah, that's not a country. Slo- Somebody in the UN. Slovakians? Slovakians, probably. Because they're also handsome. They're all they're too handsome. And I watched Hostel. Oh, Can't do it. you think they're all murdering in <laughs> they're all murdering. terrible hotels. Yeah. And it's not my fault. Blame uh blame uh, his name's not Zack Snyder. Don't call him Zack Snyder because that's not Eli his name. Roth. Eli Roth. Blame him. Zack Snyder is the Eli Roth of our M. Night Shalomans for sure. That's everybody's saying it. It makes too much sense. It's an easy one too because uh, I think that they are mostly attractive, and two, there's no like, uh, there's no band of Slovakians that are gonna get mad at you. Like they nah. don't care at all. Like it's it's a real easy thing to be racist against. Yeah, everybody's saying Italians are the last thing you can be racist against, but no, it's Slovakians. No, I don't. I don't want to be racist against Italians. They have Wi-Fi. They can well, hear this. One, I love them. Two, I fear them because they're violent people. Yeah, and they always announce themselves adorably. It's a me. And then. <laughs> And they're going to win. And then also, how come all Italians have that weird light on the top of their head that makes them be able to like deep dive? Tonight on the OC, friends, festivities, eight days of gifts, another day with a whole lot of gifts, Seth's formula for the perfect Christmas may come undone when Caleb's confession rocks the Cohen world. And I was going to say a whole lot more, but no, my friends, that is it. 
When we come back, we are diving in. Anglerfish. Ryan. Is it weird that I'm so nervous right now? Like, I feel like I'm backstage. America's Got Talent. Howie Mandel is like, all right, he's coming out and he's going to talk about the fucking Chris McCutt. That, uh, like, That's I'm your about talent? to throw up. Yes, your this talent? is my talent. I can talk about Your talent is to tell Howie Mandel, America's treasure, the little monster himself. I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to listen to your question. And I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to be smart, and I'm going to be handsome, and I'm going to do this. Were you a Little Monsters or a Wizard guy growing oh, up? We're talking Fred Savage movies? Yeah. Okay, because obviously Wonder Years is where it's at. But, no, but uh, we're talking about movies. There's no Wonder Years, the movie. I think that, I think that Wizard, the Wizard may have been the first movie I ever watched where I was like, oh, there could be bad movies. Like, this is bullshit. But... I loved Little Monsters. I so loved that, yeah, Little Monsters. I thought that, that, that was like a well-done movie. And I think that proves your point is because as a kid, no one knew me by name. Uh, we'd rent movies all the time, and I remember seeing The Wizard maybe once or twice because that dinosaur was cool. Mm-hmm. But I watched Little Monsters fucking incessantly. But like Little Monsters had Howie Mandel. And for people who are, I don't know, 20, uh-huh. Howie Mandel like used to be a comedian. They don't even know him from Deal or No Deal no more. <laughs> right. They just know him from America's Got Talent. And but also they like, don't know them in Delasons. I like I love the name of that sequel, Dealer No Deal No More. <laughs> um, but The Wizard was just very clearly a 90-minute Nintendo commercial. It gave us one thing. Uh, the power glove. The clip of saying that for Horse the Band for their album. Christian Slater. The Christian Slater. He's in that? Our generations, Jack Nicholson. Uh, had a power glove, and then it also had, of it's course, so bad. Um, from Rilo Kiley. Oh, really? Jenny Lewis. Jenny Lewis was Fred Savage's like uh, go-to ginger girlfriend. Yeah, I forgot that she was in it. That's I know she's in the Wizard, and that's it. End of actress list. Uh, Troop Beverly Hills. Oh, sure. And of course, our favorite episode of the Golden Girl she was in. Oh, that is the best episode of the Golden. Girls. Of course, it is. I'm such a Jenny Lewis. You're all the old ones. I think that she was a better. Actress in Golden Girls than she ever was a singer or songwriter. You shut your mouth. She's so good. Uh, her new album's very good. Uh, this, we don't want to talk about it. This episode I don't talk about it, Mike. begins. <laughs> Cal is still being shifty, even though Sandy called him out. Sandy knows what's up. But no, let's, let's say what's actually up. Cal's being shifty. Sandy knows what's up. But they don't just have this in the breakfast nook. They go to a fucking pier they go on to a, a pier. cloudy morning. They have to have a serious and have talk. like a Sopranos-level dramatic conversation. And, and Cal's just shivering. He's just shivering up a storm. And Sandy, he's like, it's 50 degrees in December, Cal. It's, it's not that cold. And he's just like, oh. And at one point, Cal says, I wish I had the uh, fur that Kirsten will be wearing very soon, because that is a lovely look. That is. Where does Kirsten get that coat? What, what is that coat? Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that, that later. later. Uh, what I love is is Cal's like, oh, I just I want to protect the girl. This Lindsay, you say her name is Lindsay. Is that a human name? <laughs> How did you know her name? If that was her name, which I don't uh, even know if that is her name. I cry over her birth certificate every night. And I, Sandy instantly calls him out. He's like, you're not trying to protect Lindsay. You're trying to protect yourself. Facing Kirsten and Julie has to be better than jail. And then Cal goes, well, maybe Kirsten. He did, He is terrified of Julie, who I think out of everybody involved, Least mad? Not will be least mad. And everybody involved has a least right to be mad in all of this. Here's the thing about Julie. Um, what does Cal think Julie will do to him? Well, I mean, Julie has the potential to blow up the world. Like, mm-hmm. Julie will not stop until she is satisfied and satisfaction may be blowing up the world. Um, but Julie won't 
throw a vase. Jo- Julie won't go through all the emotions. And Julie's emotions in this episode are mostly based on, oh, thank God. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking Jimmy. And oh, now, spoiler alert. And now I can throw this back at you. So Sandy and Cal set it up. And then we just get, like, a delightful interlude. But the, the happy music is only a hint of how much worse it can get. Because Seth is just so elated, it's Christmaca time. Yes, but before, real quick, on the dock, uh, the Foggy Night, the Sopranos episode of uh, Sandy and Cal. I don't think I have, like, a good Sandy wisdom, because in this episode, Sandy's always the best, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Browdicus Finch. But I think throughout the course of this 45 minutes, he's so stoked about what's going on. Right. It's very hard for him to he's hide. He's not doling out any wisdom. Yeah, like, and he's very concerned about how Kirsten's going to take this, mm-hmm. what this means for Ryan and Lindsay. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. But Sandy's pretty fucking I do like, he does do the this. math. He's like, well, they're not actually related at all because we adopted Ryan a year ago, so n- no blood there. And Sandy doesn't, like, do... Uh, great in this episode. Like, he drops barbecue tongs at one of the most inappropriate times to drop barbecue tongs. At a barbecue. Uh, But, like, Sandy loves the fact that Caleb is struggling right now. Well, I think it's also that Sandy, over the course of the back half of last season, went from Caleb is my nemesis to, I guess, we're best friends now because Jimmy has a houseboat? Uh, And he hates that. So this is, like, a little vim and vigor of old Sandy. He, He has been capitulating to Cal for too long. Right. And it's hard to be Sandy. Like, I. Those I'm, brows way deep. I'm always Sandy. I'm always the best person that you've ever met. And every once in a while, you want to get off on the fact that villains get their due. That mm. is sort of fun. Right? Yes. And like, Cal's about to get it. He's right in the Cal zone. It's just gross and nobody likes it there. The low Cal Cal zone zone? So, Seth has made a Chris Mako work wheel because this is even more important than last year. And this is not Seth saying, like, oh, I'm going to fight against this drama. And no, make Seth doesn't work. know. Seth has no idea has any no of this idea is going on. no idea a giant Santa-sized boot is about to drop. He has no idea that the craziest Cohen kitchen scene is about to happen. He just Ooh. thinks that, like, hey, Chris Mika deserves its due. Yeah, he's decided, and this is bad. I've planned some events. You've planned some events. He says three weeks out of Chris Mika, or maybe one week out, this is the year it goes national. Start the year before, my friend. You can't you can't start a week. What is your plan? No, but like every like psychopath, right? Like every uh thing that took over the nation had a psychopath that like tried to do it way before it actually took over. He's the guy before the guy before the guy. This is his fire fest. Right. You just just if you planned a year out even, or I don't know, watched the Santa Claus starring uh Third Rock from the Sun's own John Lithigal. Uh, John Lithigal. And you'll know, oh, that's how you make a fucking new holiday. Right. But yeah, like Seth, Seth uh, is just hoping so hard that this is going to be the year. And he's nervous that, oh, it's only three weeks. Should it have been four weeks? Is this going to be the year that Chris Mika takes over? But at least nothing is going to get in the way of Nothing Chris can Mika. get in the way. I do love when you're doling out assignments and somebody says, what's yours? And you're like, supervision. I've definitely pulled that line before. Uh-huh. I'm overseeing everything and writing a Chris Mika hymn. But he leads Ryan to do, and I quote, some serious Jew cutement. And that's not just get Julie Cooper on the line. He wants no. Ryan to go around and say, are you Jewish to everybody he sees? Because Ryan knows that there's a uh, definite ratio issue, right? There's yes. too many... Uh, Aryans. Gentiles. Gentiles. There's not enough Jews. And we have to have it balanced in order to be a, a true Chris Mika. A little too Chris, not enough Mika. But I got to say, I don't know if it's the reason for the season. I don't know if like I'm swept up in all the holiday stuff, but... Uh, the fact that Seth is up on his Chris Mika tower delegating, mm-hmm. this is the best Seth episode in a long, yeah. long time. 
Like, I think that he's happy, therefore he's not making other people miserable. It's he's happy, and he knows he's enjoying his absurdity, and everybody enjoys it, and it's not ruining somebody's emotional health. This is the most self-aware he's ever been. Yeah. This is when Chandler's just making a big deal about Joey in a box not being the worst part of a show. It, it, it's definitely like, oh, this is you, this is what they envisioned Seth to be before Josh Schwartz realized he hated Anna Brody and wanted right. to show the worst sides of his own self. And I can't believe, I don't know if I was just swept up in the holiday, but I can't believe how much I enjoyed him. Like, I thought he was funny the whole time. I thought his ideas were great. There was a super, what the kids call these days, Deadpool kind of moment is. Oh, fuck, Mike. Oh, uh, fuck. The, we know how TV works, and we know how the OC works, and, and Seth and Ryan banter, and then they go hop. But we, we like to talk about the OC as if it's TV+, plus. Uh-huh. but sometimes we don't have the ammunition for that. Here we have it. It's, uh, Ryan is talking about inviting Lindsay, and they both make jokes. They're like, it would be great if she was Jewish, but there's no way she's related to any of us. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, and then Ryan just stares off. Like any soap opera character would. And Seth right. runs back in the room. And he's like, dude, we have to go to class. What are you doing? And this is amazing because, one, they don't look directly at the camera. Like, it's uh-huh. not actual Deadpooling. We thought, we were, we were watching Ryan the whole time thinking, like, oh, yeah, that's what TV characters do. And then Seth runs in and says, like, you can't just stop, <laughs> what are dude. You what doing? are you doing? There's a rhythm. We have to do things. And this is why I love the show is that, like, uh, like you, you, we're all TV characters, but you can't, like, go full bore. Right? Like, mm. you can't go Ben Stiller from Tropic Thunder. Like, you have to sort of pretend that we're right. real, even though we're all TV characters. Yeah, there was not, not a wink, but there was just a, a hint at a wink. And yeah, and then Ryan's just like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I have no idea. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, we have to take a break because we've only talked about Ryan and Seth and their plans for Chris Mika. Uh When we come back, we will talk about what Jimmy and Julie are getting up to. It's fucking. On the eve of Chris Mika. It's Who it's, knows what it could be? It's wet, hot wiener. <laughs> what disgusting Ryan, what disgusting phrase did you just use? What what did I say? Oh. I was trying to tease and you're not a good you're you're the Jimmy worst lo- cock Jimmy, tease. Jimmy looks at Julie and he's like, Hey, get my little pee pee wet. We I'm so deep in you, is this a porno? Oh Jimmy, oh Jimmy. Uh they're on the houseboat, the sexiest kind of boat, sexiest kind of house, for sure. And they're just rolling in the hay like some sort of young Ed Frankenstein. Mike, do you think that I'm a person that holds grudges too long? Yes. Do you think that like I, I keep thinking about things longer For than sure. I should? I've got a thing here that I cannot get over. What? Marissa is still upset at one Julie Cooper. Uh-huh. Jimmy Four. is fucking Julie Cooper. Right. Okay, and it's cool and it's crazy, and I get how it's sexy for them because, like, they're broken up. Yeah. Uh, the They've hottest. already had sex. They were married, but like this is hot, but it was like they're trying all the new positions. I get it all. But the thing that I can't get away from is that Julie fucked Luke. Right. How do how can uh Jimmy and Marissa ever Does get over Jimmy the fact? Know? Yes, Jimmy he absolutely Jimmy knows. saw weirdness at that one party because no. he said, Please don't tell me what I think is happening is happening. And then she looked at him and he knows. I think that for so much of their relationship, Jimmy thought he was the worst even though like julie's a monster he was the worst yeah i do think while they were married he was worse than julie and because he was not an adult he did not stand up for himself uh and he was more of a dirtbag he hid so much from her i think part of this is him in a gross way like now we're both filthy monsters mm-hmm. you know, like this you filthy monster now we're all in the mud and that's cool and it's oh it's so hot 
Let's just fuck in the mud. And now you know that I'm broke and fucked, Mm -hmm. and you're still wanting to have sex with me. That's cool, because it's not about the money anymore. I can go the distance, baby. Can you? Can we just not do Hercules for one fucking night? But he goes from zero to hero just like that, without a blue pill. I can't. I can't. I can't. Like, If I was Jimmy, I would never be okay with this. But even though she she so she, she went she is hot. She is hot. And she went from Luke who's very young to Cal who's very old and she still wants Jimmy. But I it, think part of it is that for him. It's not about the the Luke is young and hot like he's got abs and Caleb's rich, but Jimmy and Julie know each other. Yeah. That's the most important thing. They part, know all like, the weird yeah, buttons. Like you know how like most dudes go up but you go down? Mm-hmm. I like that. That's that's what how sex works. And what I like and this is like for a batshit TV show in general, a batshit episode. I think a very real thing that happens is he's inside of her, and they just start having a conversation. Oh yeah. And I don't know if you cheated before. Unfortunately, I have. He's inside of her, and they're just like, "Is this, is this okay?" And he goes, "I don't think so, but isn't that hot?" And then they keep moving. Like you do stop for a second. It's not like you don't just stop. Everybody knows what's happening, so you have to have a human moment and go, "Welp." And I love the conversation for so many reasons. One. Uh, we're watching a Fox show. This is a network show, mm-hmm. and his penis is inside of her for sure oh, during for the conversation. Sure. And then, second of all, is this okay? And they're not talking about the sex; they're talking about the kiss that happens. Is yeah. the kiss okay? Because clearly, should this be porn rules? The is piece this of the bee is kiss? fine. Yeah, right. It's it, our our. If we bring up real emotions again, is that okay for both of us? Right. And now? they're about to talk about other people's vices. Like I can't believe that. Marissa drinks so much, or uh-huh. Kirsten drinks so much. Or and Sandy's maybe so pull out before you talk about your daughter, you fucking weirdos. <laughs> is it so weird that I jizz all over you? But that's something for later. Right now, we're going to do this thing. And they do that thing. On the other side of scumbaggery, uh, Renee Wheeler has decided that she would rather face jail than have her daughter meet Caleb Nickel. Man, Mike, we have to talk about this. Is it that we were born... In poor areas, and we know what jail's like, or are they so dedicated to their beliefs? Are, are do they have more integrity than we do? Because they're all everyone in the show is like, Oh no, I would rather keep my secret. That at one that's point, a warped integrity, that's not real integrity. Though. At one point, I used uh non Q tip brand Q tips instead of Q tips, and I will go to jail for it. everybody's ready to go to jail. One, I do think that Cal thinks he's going to jail how they describe it in office space. White collar jail. Like, it's just like, it's basically Club Med. Not pound me in the ass Not pound me in the ass jail. And Renee Wheeler, I think it is just a word to her. Maybe she's heard of a drunk tank. And I I think, or she also knows, well, I can't tell my daughter that her father is the Grinch of Orange County. I'm thinking two things. One, jail is the worst. Yes. Don't go to jail. Two. I don't know. Ryan, I'm going to say something controversial here. Uh Uh-huh. The justice system in this country is not okay. It's a little fucked up. Two, we that, have one of the worst prison systems in the uh, developed world. Two, I'm starting to appreciate my parents because my parents came up to me one day when I was a little kid, and they were both like, hey, we're getting a divorce, idiot. That's the truth. Here yeah. we go. And not like, I will pr- protect them no matter yeah. what, even if it means we're going to jail. Jail. R- jail, Mike. Renee's gravest sin was not to fuck Caleb while he had a wife, which was pretty bad. It was to tell Lindsay all these lies about how great her dad was. Like, he flew out on a plane. And, yeah, he looked sort of like the guy who hung out with Mowgli. But sometimes you just got to make those deliveries. And if and you're sure, in it, you're winning. 
he knew a scientist in the 1940s, and sure, he became the Rocketeer, and he flew around saving, solving crimes as the Rocketeer. He's both the Rocketeer and Baloo from Tailspin? That's, yeah, maybe don't lie to your kid that way. Or just maybe find a guy. Don't have kids until you meet a guy who is both Baloo and the Rocketeer. Who carries that energy? Is it John Gabris? That's, hmm, that's close. He's a little too dirt. Johnny Pemberton? His name is definitely John. But what you started to say is he's a little too dirt. <laughs> he's, he's a little too, too dirt. dirt. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's him. Who is the guy? Who just straddles the line between Baloo from Tailspin. I'm so sorry. And the Rocketeer. I lied to you your entire life. I said that your dad was dead, but your dad is actually Chandler Bing. It's Chandler Belong. It's Chandler Bing. Could my dad be any more Chandler Bing? <laughs> what? was the alternate name on Chandler's subscription to TV Guide from 1994 to 1998. We're doing French trivia now? Yeah. Uh, Bandler Ching? Chandler Bong. Okay. I didn't get it right, but I was in the same area. You were in the same ballpark. Uh, The saddest part about Lindsay and Renee is that they don't even do a tree. They just decided to ignore Christmas because if you can't have a dad, you can't have Christmas. Also, they said that the tree was sad. Renee's a shitty mom. Uh. The treat was sad because they only had two presents. Don't have two presents. Get more smaller presents. Yeah, your house, like, I saw their house. It's not shitty. No, it's a, it's a nice house. Just get better at saving. Funded by Caleb goddamn Nickel. Yeah, also, he's paying you every month. What are you doing with the fucking... What are you, city council in Newport Beach. That is, we know for a fact, that is Wheeler's job. The other thing, too, though, about adults in the OC. Sort of the kids, but not real-life people, is... It would be sort of dramatic for like 10 seconds if I told the truth. So I will lie for another day. Decade. To make it worse. Uh-huh. And every day they wake up saying, I'm going to lie for another day. I'm going to lie for another lie day. Lie for one more day. Just one more day. And I, I get it that Caleb did not know that he was going to have a vase thrown at his head. But Renee Wheeler. She knew that just, that vase wasn't coming. <laughs> she knew. Yeah. And that's why she invested in vase.com. That they is, they have to go early, buy more bases. Early 2000s? Oh, man. That's a hell of an investment. Uh, so Ryan's trying to get Lindsay to come. This is how we learn that they don't even do a tree anymore. And I do. This is an adorable line, and it's so sweet, and Ryan is dead balls accurate. She says, like, it's not a family thing for me. And he goes, do what I did. Find a different family to spend right, it with. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you come over? I fucking love season two, Ryan. He's allowed to be happy. It's the best thing in the world to watch. He is not a uh, wife beater uh what rebel do you want no, me to be there's, anymore? There's no fucking model home pull-ups. And also, he sort of uh, like knows the show more yeah. than any other character. So he's just like, Follow oh, no. my plot line. We all just go over. We have a bunch of Chinese food, and then crazy shit happens. It's, it's going to be hilarious not knowing that she might be part of the crazy right. shit. Right. He doesn't think it's going to be that hilarious. He's but like, look, all my family is in jail, which is not as bad or is way worse than what your mom thinks it is. Just come over and watch what happens. But like, he, uh, So yeah, he doesn't know that uh, Lindsay's mom is a... Rachel Wheeler, Renee Wheeler, but he does think that like, no, come over, like this will be it'll it'll be better if you're over here. It it, it's be gonna be awesome. Better if you're over here. The final part before we move on, Ryan. Zach is off to do Christmas in Cabo with his family. Gigi's in Sacramento, so part of the new era will not be in this episode. I appreciate that. And Alex is somewhere with her family in Santa Fe, maybe. Look, we've been talking all season She's two about bird and turquoise. We're stoked that we have four new characters. Everybody's going out with somebody. But some, some episodes, some perfect episodes, need to send the other people away. They just got to go. There's yeah. so many characters. Get the There's fuck. a lot to do. What, they're going to 
if those three characters were here, you gotta stand in the Cohen kitchen and watch all their this lines go down. would be to walk and go, "Oh shit!" and then just about face and walk out. DJ would just do a salmon ladder <laughs> while Renee Wheeler's explain <laughs> everything. No, so yeah, get them out of there. My friend, mm-hmm. I hate to tell you this. Don't. But I love to tell you this. It. That's all the time we have. For Are this you week. serious? The Christmas that almost wasn't. There's no way. That's all, Michael. I have so much more to tell you. Well, my friend, I love to tell you this. Tune in next week, baby. Just tune in next week. And then hear producer Dave talk about it. Nope, Dave's not coming back. At least not next week. He might be back later. We've heard good things. But not next week. He's not coming back. We do want to say thank you to the Holophonics. Tune in next week to find out about this fucking aforementioned vase we've talked about so much. It hits the wall. To hear, oh, it hits that wall. Everything comes to a head. There are no salmon ladders. There's just salmon dadders. I didn't have a, I didn't have a thing. But the rest of the Chrismica. If the, you lived in Newport oh, at this time, would you be... More prone to always go to the Cohen kitchen, grab oh, a bagel, sure. or would you be like, "Oh, I'm never going." Who's to that, that like, short-haired noopsie who just like Pilates? Oh Pilates? yeah, Karen. I would just randomly <laughs> fucking show up at the Cohen kitchen eating bagels, <laughs> because I mean, even if you're not involved in the drama, you're still like Jimmy and Julie are just still walking in like zipping yeah. up pants. Oh, whoop, each other's pants. That is a hint, y'all. All right, let's go to the next that episode. Is a hint. So until then. Stay gay, dads, and get me. Mike, you get me those JPEGs. Those Green Lantern JPEGs. JPEGs. California.